Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. The first time a young person comes on a trip with the Trust, they'll be sailing out of cows on the Isle of Wight or largs on Scotland's west coast. When they come back, they can choose preferences for more sailing or going to outdoor adventure centres. The Trust is about bringing young people living through and beyond cancer together to share these experiences and inspire brighter futures, whether that's on a yacht, a dinghy or going climbing. Those brighter futures could be going into further education, it could be going to a sleepover for the first time after treatment, it's entirely personal. But some really do take to the sailing. That's what happened with Emily. She first sailed with the Trust when she was 13, following treatment for an optic pathway glioma, a slow-growing brain tumour that forms around the nerves carrying information from the eye to the brain. She says being registered blind has impacted her life, but she deals with it by throwing herself into a whole load of activities to prove to everyone she can still do them, despite everything. Emily has not long completed her RYA Dayskipper course and will be joining the Trust for Round the Island Race this year. We just had to invite her on to talk about her achievements. We've got two of the Trust skippers joining her too. Andy was on Emily's most recent trip and spoke to her about going for her day skipper and Ruri was on the same trip and it was at his London School of Sailing that she took the course. It's a lovely conversation taking us from that first time coming along to the Trust right through to taking the day skipper course and beyond because Emily is just getting started. Hello Emily, Andy and Ruri, thank you so much for joining us. Emily, you first sailed with the Trust six years ago and the amount of things we've heard about you achieving in that time is just pretty incredible. Most recently, you completed your RYA Day Skipper course with the London School of Sailing. Not everyone who listens to this podcast knows what all the sailing terms mean. So can you explain what the RYA Day Skipper course is and tell us what it was like? Uh, so it's a qualification run by RYA um, and it involved, I think, about 40 hours of uh, like a theory course doing chart work and uh, weather and tides and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, and then a five day practical course uh, learning how to be a skipper on a boat. Uh, and now I've got my qualification in theory. If I want to, I can go out and charter a boat uh, during daylight hours, which is pretty cool. We've got Ruri and Andy with us, who are two of the Trust skippers, and they were two of the skippers on your Trust trip last year. Can you tell us what part they played in you going on to do your day skipper course? Uh, so I happily came along the trip and was really enjoying it. Um, Andy was my uh, the skipper on my boat, and uh, near the end of the trip, uh, he mentioned that I seemed to know my stuff with sailing and that he could help me sign off my competent crew. Um, which is another RYA uh, like qualification uh, that shows that you're yeah competent to help out on a boat. Uh, so we we covered most of it anyway on the trip, and he went over a few knots and flares and stuff like that at the end, uh, and it made, meant that I managed to get signed off. Um, and then he mentioned that uh, Rory ran a school, uh, a sailing school, which um, I could do my day skipper with. Andy, what was it that made you have that conversation with Emily where you suggested that she go do her day skipper? Well, I mean, I'd met Emily before she got on the boat and then 
wasn't sure, you know, how she was going to be, um, whatever. But I was sort of blown away by how how good she was um, on the boat, and even to the extent of like helping out the other um, young people on the boat. And we were sort of chatting about doing more sailing. And you said, I think you said you did dinghy sailing and and stuff like that. And then they're saying, yeah, more yachting. She's like, oh, I might go do my competent crew. And I'm sort of like, well, you really don't need to. You're better than that. Um, we should try and get you to do more. And then we sort of had the conversation about finding someone who would um, take you, I think, to do day skipper because people have sort of initially, oh, no, you can't do that. Um, and, we, and I chatted actually to Rory and some of the other skippers and Rory was like, oh, well, we can do that. <laughs> so it was like, great, go do it. That'd be brilliant. Rory, you were on that trip too. I think you skippered with Liana, Megan and Athena who were on uh previous uh, episode talking about their trip together and I think you, that was your first time skipping with the trust and it was your company Emily did her day skipper with this is all time together what was your first impressions of what happens at the trust and then meeting Emily and being there with her going through her course uh, the first impressions of the trip were brilliant I mean I've you know I've seen uh you know, I've seen the boats around. I've spent a lot of time on the side teaching and racing, so I've you know they're hard to miss. Uh, they are kind of lit up in blue, uh, and if you get near enough, and Becky or Barnsey, who I know very well from you know sailing together in Greece when I was younger, we uh, you know if I got near them, I'd likely get soaked in water, uh, especially on the round the island race, um, as happened to several times. And uh, so I was just you know it does like you know it seems like a just a great atmosphere and it was and you know I had an absolutely wicked week um it was great to have Rich as my first mate who was actually quite an experienced skipper so I had someone of who you know knew how the whole thing worked for my first trip to kind of let me know what was going on and um uh and yeah it's just a fantastic you know everything all the work they do is just brilliant and it's yeah they can't do enough to get more young people on the on the water really and it's just you know especially those who've been through fairly tough times in life and you know just help get people out there um i met emily on the trip and um because i mean it was all such a it was all you know quite a nice close-knit community of everyone i you know as you say megan uh athena and leanne who were absolute firecrackers <laughs> and that was a baptism of fire for me with those three um I'll be interested to listen to that podcast from what they said on the last one because that'll be intriguing i haven't heard that um and yeah and uh, and emily you know barnsley immediately was like emily's a ninja um she doesn't really need to do her competent crew because she's you know and he said you know she, she's better than that i mean competent crew is something you do when you're learning the basics from the from the beginning so you can you know if you've never sailed before competent crew is where you'd start and um and yeah it was just brilliant and then you know emily was doing the online course i was kind of her online supporting instructor and um there wasn't a whole lot of support needed from me to be honest it was very easy and um and unfortunately i couldn't teach the course that, um, that she was on but uh, my sort of business partner and friend rob who's hoping to come work for the trust in the future was the instructor and uh you know he, i think it all went very well and was very easy and i've heard nothing but glowing feedback from all sides so all is well I think what would be nice is if we could just talk about that journey from the first time someone goes sailing right through to when they're off to do their day skipper. Emily, what were your first impressions of sailing and what made you fall in love with it? 
so I'd done a tiny bit of dinghy sailing when I was really young before I'd ever uh, gone through treatment or started losing my sight. Um, and I've always been quite an active person. I like being in the outdoors and yeah, doing physical things. Um, and then I lost a bit of that confidence and ability to be able to do that during treatment. And I was a bit worried. Um, obviously there's a lot of boundaries to get over. One to convince people that it's fine to take you on to do that and, and all the, you know, the medical stuff and all of that. Um, so my first trip was just an amazing experience. One, just the fact of being on this giant boat and learning all these new skills. Uh, but two, being surrounded by both young people and staff who understood me and were keen to get me involved in all aspects rather than being, you know, worried about boundaries and history of medical issues and all of that. Um, and then, yeah, I did various trips with them after that. I did the south leg of the Round Britain trip. Um, I did in lockdown there, Round Britain, your way fundraising. Um, and yeah, it's, it's rekindled that small bit of sailing I did when I was very young. Um, and to start with, it was with Ellen MacArthur, so with yachts. And now I'm doing lots of dinghy stuff uh, with my university societies and with the blind sailing GB team. Um, and yeah, just absolutely loving it. And Andy, you're on a lot of trips. You see lots of young people come along, some of whom get really into the sailing part of the, of the trust of the trips, like Emily has mentioned. What advice are you able to offer a young person on a trust trip who comes to you and says they want to know more? Well, I think as Emily did, she said, it's go dinghy sailing to start off with. Um, go and sail some small boats because um, it you, you get wind awareness and the ability to the, feel the controls so much faster. Um, and the punishment for getting it wrong is you get a little bit wet. Whereas on the big boats, there's there's lots more issues if things go a little bit wrong. Potentially, it can be a bit more emotional. Um, but that by the, that that route doing just maybe a week or something and, and maybe you decide you love that and that's really accessible and possibly cheaper and easier than going down the yachting route to start off with. Um, and certainly myself and Rory as well, you know, we came from a, a small boat heritage um, and then were pretty good at sailing by the time we came to yachts and um, that made the yachts a lot, a lot, lot easier. Um, and that makes it a lot more accessible because there's lots of clubs and small bits of water. Um, so whereas yachting is mainly a sea thing. So if you don't happen to be nice and near the sea or have contacts, it's much, much easier to find a small boat club. And then from that, then if you do want to go the yachting route, then say there's the, the competent crew course, even a start yachting course um, prior to that, if you want to do it, there is some yacht clubs and there's always a racing scene, which most boats non-professional boats are short of crew on a tuesday night whenever it is they go racing and so if you get known you if even if you get on as ballast to start off with um then you can progress and that's that's the way most people get through and it it works and, and rory can you tell us like if a young person has been to the trust they think this is something they want to do like andy was just saying these are the other things they can do what are you looking for when a young person comes along to the London School of Sailing to do their day skipper? What do you want to see from them? I mean, ultimately, you don't really need to see, all you need to see is enthusiasm. You know, someone who's just keen to get stuck in. That's, I mean, that is really all you need. You don't need to have any ability or experience at all coming into it. Um, as Andy said, I was going to, yeah, I was going to say is, you know, you can't, 
I can't can't get enough time on dinghy sailing. Dinghy sailing is what a lot of yacht sailors are missing in their lives, in their sailing lives, because uh, it makes it really does just make the whole yachting thing so much easier uh, down the line. So if you, um, so I don't need to reiterate that point anymore, but I totally agree. And um, yeah, just, just enthusiasm to come and just get stuck in do. And yeah, there's, there are so many trips that you can get involved with and, you know, whether it's just a a weekend's cruise uh, to kind of meet people and just, you know, learn, learn the, the basics and have a jolly. You don't need to necessarily go down the qualifications route if that's not what you're, what you're into there's just so many little fun trips uh and easy races like you know i know emily's doing the round the island race um so that's a great one for you know beginners to get involved with because it's such a spectacle with thousands of boats and tens of thousands of people probably and um and you know most of the boats have got amateur crew on board so it's a great way just to be like "Hmm." if if you you enjoy the round the island race then you know you think okay i fancy a bit more of this so, Emily, this year you're joining the Trust for Around the Island Race, like Rui says. You've been invited to become a volunteer. Obviously, the sailing is a big part of it for you, but what else is it that keeps you coming back and wanting to stay involved with the Trust? Uh, so, mostly it's just the people, um, both young people and volunteers, and everyone involved is so friendly and welcoming. Um, and like I say, there's, there's, it's kind of a no questions asked type of situation because everyone is in the same boat quite literally but in in terms of their background as well um so if you want to talk about things you can um but everyone has that mutual understanding of what we've all been through um and it's quite nice to be normal quote unquote for for a little bit on a boat um and it is I always get that feeling when I'm on a boat that all worries and stresses of normal everyday life are left on shore and you're on your boat and you know just enjoy the moment where you are um with yeah lovely people on board who understand you Andy and Ruri we actually don't get many skippers on the podcast you're all very busy people so we're glad to have you here can you just tell us what it is about skippering for the trust and the impact you see sailing have on young people Andy what is it you get out of all the um, the change in the often in the young people how they come together how they support each other the conversations um, is it, just extraordinary um, and it it really really makes the sailing as almost a secondary thing I came through you know, skippering a lot for racing and training and that and then actually the sailing with the trust just feels more worthwhile than any of it we're seeing what the the young people get out of it um how they develop what they do um often you know a lot of time on first time trips coming on pretty nervous pretty reticent and then a day or two in then you know you've got this amazing team and it's like yeah you're you're driving the boat let's get on with it you know and um you know you get a great week return weeks where you sort of think yeah I'm almost redundant here that's brilliant <laughs> no, I'll make tea um boats looking after itself and that that's an extraordinary thing in a short time with people who've been through sometimes quite a tricky tricky period so that's just lovely. Ruri I know you've only had one so far but we're looking forward to having you back this year too uh whether it's at the trust or at the London School of Sailing what is it you get out of supporting young people on the water? I think um just out of I think you know, something I learned from a quite a young age because uh, you know when I met Andy, we he actually Andy taught me for my dinghy instructor's course in Greece in uh, 2007, 
uh, and that, from from that age, from from you know, so from nineteen, I quite quickly dis- discovered I've got the kind of the bug where I you know I get kicks out of watching people kind of get over their fears and worries and and um, and yeah, it's just it's just an immensely rewarding experience, I suppose, to be the person that facilitates someone's getting over their their fears and their kind of mental constraints uh, because that's mostly what it comes down to and and for doing the trip for the trust as you say it was my first one i think i've got a next one in two weeks time actually which i'm like looking forward to um and we've got um but yeah it's just it's even more so because you know half the time i'm teaching i mean i teach all age groups from sort of from 18 to to 70 to be honest but uh doesn't matter how old you are there's always people have always got similar kind of constraints and you know worries about it but then actually helping the young people with, you know, coming out of their treatments, it's just so much more, you know, even more, you know, they've got more validation in there, uh, I suppose, or, you know, you can understand why well, I, I can't understand because I haven't been fortunate enough to not go through it. But I suppose it's just, uh, it's amazing to see, um, as I discovered on the first trip with the three, the three girls who were rolling around on the bow, laughing, a hilarious time. And I was kind of, you know, slightly apprehensive, like, Oh, you know, they're fine. They're safe. It, it was all, you know, very safe, but they were just, you know, it was kind of like they were treating it like a whole dodgem experience uh, or, you know, kind of fairground ride, I suppose, on a 45 foot yacht. And uh, it was just um, it was just brilliant to see, considering a day before they'd all been quite, you know, quite quiet. Um, but it wasn't their first trip. And I think, you know, it was great to see them all kind of getting back together and obviously seeing each other for the first time in a while. Thanks to Covid um so yeah i think yeah, it's just um it's just brilliant just to see that basically emily on a different note your dad is taking part in the logs the cows brighter future cycle challenge next month can you tell us how he's feeling about that how's the prep going uh yeah he loves cycling he gets on his bike whenever he can um and i sent him a message with the link on was like oh it might be up your street you know and so it's now totally my fault that he's doing it but he's loving the idea of it he's excited to see lots of places of the UK he's never been to um maybe bring his new bike along but he hasn't decided whether it's too precious and should be left hung up on a wall somewhere instead um uh, yeah he's excited to meet the other riders supporters volunteers um, and just be able to raise money awareness for the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust who have done yeah so much for me out of treatment and help fund my love of yeah my new passion of sailing so so he's got you to blame but we've got you to thank so thank yeah, you yeah yeah <laughs> so the trust's 2022 season starts this month and we've been getting all excited about it and on the podcast I've been asking people about their best bits from their time with the trust so far I thought it might be nice to go around the room and do that now and Ruri, I think I might start with you because you've got one week to go off over, as Emily and Andy might think about. There's a bit more to choose from there. Uh, Ruri, what was your best bit at the end of your week? Uh, it was a it was a fairly action packed week, but I mean, I think there's the one the standout points, I suppose, were probably um, you know getting Leanne, Athena, and Megan up on the bow whilst we were tacking the boat kind of upwind, so the boat was tipping over quite a bit, and then we tack across, and they'd roll across the other side they're all kind of strapped on but it was um it was kind of giving them a bit of a roller coaster ride plus the uh, the game of rounders was pretty unforgettable to us with uh, emily bowling and catching a couple of people out i think uh, and uh, 
me included and um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and and of course the uno the evening uno competitions were were intense and uh, brilliant and it was just yeah i mean those and of course there's the water fight so that wasn't one one highlight i realized but uh, there were there were many highlights um you can have best bets yeah exactly the, the water fight always brings out the mature sides of everyone as i discovered <laughs> andy what about yourself do you have a best bet or best bets um yeah, I mean, there's been lots of great, you know, individual great moments um, with with different crews, different people, different events, um, all of all of the above, really. But um, last year, I think was was particularly special when whether it be some of the um, Taste of the Trust days, um, being and shore based stuff and the on water stuff was getting people back or people out and into a group for the first time um in a long period so you know it's always tricky and then it was it's been even more tricky for a lot of people and even on some some just single days we did with new people and seeing a group of people who some of which knew each other from treatment but a lot didn't and the bond forming in a couple of hours and people pushing themselves so far out of their comfort zones and coming out just happy and beaming having been isolated for so long that was really quite amazing um it was like some of the at the end of the day be talking going just, just sitting there going wow unbelievable and that was just it was a really beautiful thing last year after everything that sort of went went on before or didn't go on before <laughs> and emily what about yourself uh i mean all of the trips i've been on and uh schemes I've been involved with it, the trust have been absolutely amazing and individual um, I think I particularly enjoyed the uh, the leg I did of the round Britain trip because it was quite cool to see the south coast of the UK and kind of get from A to B and feel like you're you know part of a bigger picture of it getting all the way around it was yeah really cool and yeah sailing in the dark into Dartmouth and all of this kind of stuff it was it was really awesome um but yeah just all the friends you make on the way is, is the the highlight really <laughs> I think the last word has to come from you Emily you've you've had cancer you're registered blind you've completed your RYA day skipper course you're taking part in blind GB thingy sailing and you mentioned earlier on all this stuff you did to fundraise during round Britain your way you were like water skiing and everything there will be young people listening to this who are maybe still on treatment or who are not long off treatment. What you've achieved is going to be a comfort to them. But if you could say something to them, what would that be? Um, it feels really tough when you're both going through treatment and that weird stage afterwards where you don't quite fit into normality, but you're no longer, you know, on the ward having treatment. Um, but honestly, um, the friends you have made during treatment and the, the friends you've got from school or home or family, wherever it may be, they're integral to supporting you through and anything you want to do, you can do it. And you've just got to build that confidence and independence back up. And actually that's where amazing organizations like uh, the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust come in um, because they can help you both make those ties with amazing people and build up that confidence to prove that you can do whatever you want to do, um, whether it may be sailing a boat or anything else, um, you, you can do that and get back into your version of normal um, if you want to and if you put your heart into it. 
That's it for this week. Thank you so much to Emily, Andy and Ruri and you two for joining us. Like Emily said, her dad Ian is taking part in the Largs to Cow Cycle Challenge. I'm based in Largs so I can't wait to see the riders off on a hopefully sunny morning in June as they take on a hefty 600 mile route right down to the Isle of Wight. Ian and his fellow cyclists, which include young people supported by the Trust, need your support to keep their spirits up when the route turns hilly and day five turns to day six and tiredness has really set in. I'll put a link to support Ian and his fellow riders in the description of this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so go check out their progress and please do help them reach their target. That's it for this week. Till next time, take care.